babies. Well, the thing well, with the Ray problem is... was he was watching TV, initially lying about it, but then later on revealed it. His entire life's a lie. The 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 thing with Ray is he's constantly holding back a a demon of just hate and fury. It's been building for so, so, so long. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. <laughs> so on the on the rare occasions he lets it he lets it come out. Um, none of it will be coherent or intelligent, but it will it'll it'll have some spice. Bob giggle. You'll giggle. That's all oh, yeah. that matters. That's oh, all yeah, that matters yeah. to me. Oh yeah, there'll be some Szechuan going on, but <laughs> get a little, get a it won't make sense. Yep, a little belly laugh. That's all I want. <laughs> a lot of repeating <laughs> He's words. So tuned up. Huh. Uh, yeah, speaking of getting tuned up, what do you say we start the show? Kick this bitch off. Uh, the Simple Mind Sports Show, uh, latest and the greatest in New England sports. We're gonna do some opening takes. Ango Ray, get every last drop. Uh, why don't we start with you there, uh, Dark Side of the Fupo? Your opening take for uh, for the show, or sh- should we let you finish? You want somebody else to go? You want, are you done chewing? Go. <laughs> I don't care. You're up. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, uh, my divisional round. What a weekend. I Your mean, divisional round now. All of two, a sudden, two. guys got two Christmas sales in them, and it's fucking two, two. Joe Burrow just took his nutsack and whooped it all over the Bills Mafia on Saturday or Sunday, rather, because you know what? He's back to the AFC Championship game after you buffoons say that you know what? Cincinnati's gonna ruin Joe Burrow. Nay, 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 nay. He's one step away from going back to the Super Bowl and claiming what was rightfully his last year, and that's a goddamn Super Bowl ring. And he is a top three quarterback in the NFL. And I am happy to be a Joe Burrow fan. And I am rooting heavily for Cincinnati to stomp all over Patrick Mahomes and crush his Kermit the Frog throat all over the place. And Brick Mahomes has to be a widow from there on out. Go Bengals. Who day? Fair enough. Fair enough. The the transformation you've gone fully off the Patriots bandwagon. Only on the Bengals, baby. Onto the Joe Joe Burrow bandwagon. Just hopping bandwagons. Anyone that can take the weight limit, you're on it. That's the that's the. And that's not a lot. That's not a lot of trains that I can get on with that weight limit, bro. That's the Fupa method. (laughs) I've never seen him this excited about any of the New England teams. Yeah, because we have a buffoon at quarterback. Imagine having Joe Burrow back there, that fucking sexy stud just fucking ripping balls down the field to wide open receivers (laughs) because they know how to run routes and he has chemistry with them. Holy shit, is it electrifying out there? Yeah. We saw that for 20-something years. I know what it looks like. <laughs> I'm you sure know what came with it? Six rings. How many does Burrow have? None. We'll see how that works out. Uh, speaking of a guy that doesn't have any rings, Jason Tatum and the Cuckas are real. Uh, this guy, uh, we haven't talked since the Golden State win, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, Golden State win in overtime for the Celtics, but just on the heels of that, we had the Miami loss uh, last night as we record with Jason Tatum just throwing the ball away uh, in the last seconds of the game. We can continue another turnover. Look, uh, he's still a superstar. He's still in the top three, top five in the MVP race. He's still one of the best players in the NBA right now. He has that final gap to to close, and some guys can't close it. There's not many guys in the league right now that you can say have quote-unquote it. Steph Curry... If you want to put LeBron in there, you can, but it took him a while even to get that. Beyond that, I don't know. Kawhi Leonard, like Kevin Durant doesn't have it. Uh Luca has it. I'll give I'll give Luca it. You know, he's got the magic. But I don't know if Jokic has it and B doesn't have it. You know, some of these guys, the best players in the league don't have what I'm talking about, quote unquote, it. And that's get the ball in your hands with 30 seconds left, down two, hit a three to win, or or someone in that fashion. Tatum clearly doesn't have it. Good 
God, did his tight his butthole tighten up in that Warriors game and again in the Heat game, and we've seen it more times than we can count in close games at the end. So I'm not saying he can't get it. Uh, he just instinctively doesn't have it. I think he can learn it, and I'll explain that uh, later in the show. Uh, till then, Bobby, your opening take. Billy O is back in town. It will go go into the uh, go into the past to move to the future here. I know it's it's the consensus pick, which is something the Patriots don't do often. But what become has become relatively uh, aggravating about this is it's also come out that this year was basically a punt year, that this was essentially the plan, that he, out of professional courtesy towards Nick Saban, we've decided just to, to fuck off to the 2022 Patriots season. <laughs> That's basically what happened out of professional courtesy to Nick Saban. All for the savior that is Billy O'Brien who it was, he's been an offensive coordinator. He's a professional coach. Listen, I don't have anything bad to say about him. Resume speaks for himself. He's done a good job at places that he's been. And he won NFL divisions as a head coach with poor quarterbacks. And now he's here and we'll have a better offense. But I, I mean, what are we doing? Now we're punting on seasons so Bill Belichick doesn't have to work with people he doesn't like. It's And I think this was an opportunity to get somebody new in the building that can challenge him with new ideas We'll see how this goes. No, it's a good point on on what was wasted this season. And I have, you know, we can talk about the alternatives, what they've could have, even if they wanted to bridge it to Billy O. Obviously, they didn't need to do that with a with Matt Patricia in an entirely uh, different offense. So, yep, uh, a lot of mistakes to talk about, but you know, we've talked about that um, at length. We'll we'll do the Billy O'Brien thing and and everything that surrounds it. For sure, that'll, that's how we'll kick off the show, as a matter of fact. Then we'll get into the Tatum Cuckas. We'll do the NFL division. Back to your uh, your Burrow boner there, Ray. Uh, the Red Sox. <laughs> Red Sox got booed out of their own pep rally uh, last week, which was awesome. phenomenal to watch. Phenomenal to watch. Um, as, as cringeworthy as they've been to listen to in the media, that booing was the opposite of cringe. That was like... Bonerific. Yeah, that made mm -hmm. the people there was said that people in the crowd were uncomfortable with how much booing was going on. <laughs> and I felt right at home. Uh the Bruins, I just we have to touch on the Bruins. I know we're not huge hockey guys here, but they just keep winning. They're the fastest to get to 80 wins. They're on pace for, to be the greatest team ever, essentially. I want to ask the question: what if they don't win? What does it actually mean? What does it look like? Uh in Slipus Minds of the Week. Uh, we've got a uh, we've got an app quiz on our hands. So uh, this is the Superman Sports Show Friday Rewind, uh, January twenty seventh. Thank you, top right corner. Uh, uh -huh. Welcome to the show. <laughs> you have to beat that. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you're welcome. Uh, if you're watching it on uh, iHeartRadio, we're the number one New England sports show on iHeart and the self-proclaimed on iTunes. Congratulations to us, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. Uh, rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Uh, and tell them about W Energy Drink. That's W.GG. That's where you want to go on the old interwebs. Get yourself... Uh, uh, sorry, 50, what is it? 50% 50 off. Thank you. 15 All orders off. enter Simple Minds for a promo code. And enjoy some of the energy, generalist energy drinks from Dubby Energy. 
not only is he spicy, he's confident. Where is this Raymond on a regular basis? He just came right in with a, with a relevant response that was needed there. Wow. Yeah, you're welcome. Ray, Ray's really been mailing it in here on the Simple Mind Sports Show for the last couple <laughs> I, weeks. Exactly. He's not willing to take the hangover uh, tomorrow morning r- regularly enough on this show. He's like Belichick. He punted on this whole fucking year. Seriously. Yeah, Sorry, like, boys. That's my Bobby's and Bobby's relatively new in the show. I'd like you to make a good first impression. It, it has taken several months now for you to do this. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're like a you you you're the tortoise in the hair. You're just so fucking slow to come. The fupa, to, uh... the fupa's fucking holding me back, baby. It'll yeah, come back. It'll you know work. what? You always, you always come through. I know. I try. <laughs> uh, Billy O'Brien is back in the building. Uh, not to any surprise. We said it last week. Something smelled fishy in that OC search. Obviously. Whether Belichick was pumping his guys up or now we have reports that maybe some of them are coming in for different positions. Either way, Billy O'Brien was the guy coming in. And to your point, Bobby, it may have been the guy coming in since 2021. Uh, just to expand upon that, Jesus, did they set some fucking people back, including their entire program um, and including their franchise quarterback, fifteen number 15 overall pick, Mac Jones, who I know you guys don't like, but was a top 10 statistically in the league last in his rookie year, his rookie year, undoubtedly considered the best of that rookie class, which five guys were picked in the first round. And then this year fell off completely off the mat and played like shit, um, all because, to your point, Bobby, professional courtesy. Let's just get our last words in, in on that before we start into looking towards the future. Any any more uh, you want to trash that decision one last time here before we move forward? Now, whose idea was that? Was that uh, Belichick saying that's for Saban or Saban saying, nay, nay, you can't have him till 2023? It would be Saban. It w- so th- they have this relationship, Saban and Belichick, and uh, Bill O'Brien had one more year on his contract. And it would have been uh, unbeknownst to their friendship that they wouldn't like it wouldn't have no sat well with Saban if he if he hired O'Brien on the last year of his contract, forcing then forcing Saban to have to get a new OC. Who's the uncircumcised one? <laughs> Saban. Saban, yeah. Mm. Belichick's a military man. They keep that shit clean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just. Uh, it's just so shitty. But then the decision, look, you could have bridged it differently. You could have um, not given Nick Cayley the offensive coordinator job, but given the play sheet and done the same exact thing that you wanted to do. But I heard today, you know, Josh McDaniels left and he took everybody. He took the entire offensive stack, took the quarterback mm-hmm. coach, took the offensive line coach. He took everybody. And instead of replacing them, you know, with with guys that could grow in the system, they brought in somebody they they pushed Patricia over, brought judge back. Both were free. Uh, and now we're learning Patricia's probably out the door cause he's not free anymore and tried to make it work with, uh, you know, the idea that Billy O'Brien would come in next year. If it didn't work. Woof, 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 woof. And they still again. got fucking, and they still got eight wins, which is says something about, you know, and th- they could have had more the, sh- the shitty teams of the league that can't get to that level of just beating the other bad teams. Like, yeah. yeah and they should have had 10 or 11 if they had somewhat of a competent offense. The, so. Even if they just had some good luck, this season kind of had a lot of bad luck in it. Yeah. Which comes from, you know, not to get all the coaching bad. side of it, but yeah. you know, over, over prepare for and, and get lucky that whatever that saying is either way yeah jesus uh, obviously a lot to look back on a, a lot lost kendrick bourne you know just guys that just 
completely fell off. Uh, but now Billy O is here. What what does that mean? What does that look like? First of all, Bobby, I know you weren't too high on it. Uh, Billy O boring, as I think what you dubbed him. Didn't mean to steal yes. your joke there, but uh, was he the best option? I know that we're not deep. Of the options in the... available, yes. Yeah, of we're what not was deep told. In the... what was told to us, right? We're, yeah, we'll be, we're not we'll deep be in the. Uh, what be the better op- options for him? Well, a lot of people like Keenan McCardell as a guy that would have been fresh. And we don't, I don't know, you know, the depth of offensive coordinators across the league or college football that could have come in and, and made a difference like that. I, I don't have that in-depth of knowledge, you know, to give you a name. Uh, the guy at Georgia, the OC at Georgia was brought up a couple of times. Um, but Bobby had said it before, you know, a few times, you know, something fresh, something completely new, not, not retreads. Um, that's certainly not what we got. Billy O'Brien was with the Patriots, uh, 2007, 2011, made his way from offensive assistant to quarterback coach. Uh, he was wide receiver coach in there. He, he had like four promotions yeah. in two years. Like he climbed the ranks very high. And then by 2011 was OC. And to, that's a team that went to the Super Bowl with one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and one of the best offenses that they've had. Um, and 2010 as quarterback coach, Brady unanimously won the, the MVP. MVP. Is that Billy O'Brien or is that Tom Brady? You know, we can debate. Uh, a Massachusetts native. A lot of people around the area seem to like that, that he's a homegrown boy. And uh, just his resume, Penn State, after he left New England, uh, 2012 went to the the wake, the Sandusky wake of Penn State. God love him. The balls on that, to that decision to go into that fucking mess. Uh, 15 and 9 um, under the under O'Brien with the Nittley Lions. Pretty good. Brought that program back. Then went back to the NFL 2014, the uh, head coach of the Houston Texans. They won the AFC South four times under O'Brien uh, and then was fired when he finally was got a quarterback. They started 0-4 and they kicked him out the door. Within that time, though, so here's the scuttlebutt. Uh, Houston went to shit. They they gave him too much power. He There's reports they didn't really want it. He didn't really want the decision-making power in terms of personnel. When he got it, he brought in that freaking Catholic snake, Jack Easterby, who <laughs> slithered his way all the way through the organization to the point where he was, you know, consulting on the Deshaun Watson diddling charges and stuff and just some wild. There's got to be a 30 for 30 on that coming, Ray. Like, well, that'd be nice. The Texans that's, just do that's things be like in a X-rated. weird way. That's X-rated. But also, can I make a point real quick? When he was in Houston, because Hold on, Bill is this o- doing anything for you? A little bit. Um, the Queen always talks about how Mac Jones is just a mediocre uh, player. He's like a Brian Hoyer. But yet, Billy O'Brien did have Brian Hoyer down there in Houston. And also, uh, Brock Patrick and Brock Osweiler. And still yeah, went say first. what you want, man. He was in the, he finished first in the division with those guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, so he can make magic out of shit. So he could change Mac around. So this might be beautiful. This might be. A, I mean, for he's a typical Belichick, co- like a Patriots coach. He wants players that like don't have egos because he feels he can coach them. When he got good players, Deshaun Watson hated him, and he traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins out of there because they had some sort of disagreement. Yeah, yeah. And that's essentially what got him fired is he couldn't manage those two. I'll get to the Hopkins thing, but turning magic into shit is the bot pot analysis shit, that, that we've been, that we've I been said missing. Shit, it's a magic. <laughs> <laughs> not turn you know what what's the chicken chicken shit into chicken pie well, i don't even know what that saying is but turn magic sure, into shit salad is chicken yeah chicken shit and chicken salad no no, no shit the, into magic i'm sorry wonderful analysis from bod pot on that turn shit into magic 
That's beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. Uh, after getting fired from the Texans, obviously he went down to Alabama uh, this year as the OC for Alabama or last year as the OC for Alabama. Uh, 41 points, uh, 39 points per game. They ranked sixth in the, uh, the nation in offense. They lost two games, both on the last play of the game, if I have that correctly. And uh, people down, people down in Tuscaloosa wanted O'Brien's head because you know they didn't win. Why the do they? Why do they hate him so much though? They didn't win he, the national championship. That's not their <laughs> fault. They fired their their defensive coordinator because they couldn't stop anyone. They could put up points, but they couldn't stop anyone. And, uh, so I've seen. They this don't understand what's happening. Okay, they just see they're blaming the new guy. All right, they're they're Alabama fans. They don't understand. They're not going to blame Saban. They're exactly. fucking their cousins down there. Easy, Ray. <laughs> For, they make love. They oh, love, love. You are recording from New Hampshire. Uh, the the. How dare you? I've been there. The uh, <laughs> the stuff I'm seeing online with people uh, bitching about O'Brien. You know, ooh, Patriots fans celebrating for O'Brien. You know, Alabama fans couldn't wait to see the back of his head. It's like, dude, like. You scored 40 points a game. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. We haven't seen college. that in a while. It's fucking college. That's why I don't watch college, Bobby. Stupid asshole. Uh, I, this is from The Athletic, and this does not. This was there, Here's a, a bad note on this. Quote, uh, the way Belichick looks at it, the Patriots don't need someone to completely overhaul the offense as an outsider might. They need someone to run a sound unit and cut down on penalties, turnovers, and three and outs. The goal isn't necessarily the top 10 unit that McDaniels put together, but rather a competent average to slightly above average group. And he also needs to get the most out of quarterback Mac Jones. What a lofty goal. I just like this guy, like what the fuck are we trying to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're really setting their sights high down there. Fox Who had made that quote up? That guy's a fucking moron. If that's what he, he actually thinks Belichick wants. I want a slightly above average offense. Come on. That's not what he wants. Yeah, no, it's not. And, and to not and get in the top 10. Well, that's not, that's not even, if you're going to be successful, you have to have a top 10 offense. That's I mean, just... look at the four top four teams left in the football right now in the conference championship, all top the four 10 best offense. offenses. Yeah. Yeah. Even Brock Purdy's putting up fucking ridiculous numbers there in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, uh, pretty, pretty silly. Um, so that brings me to what they're going to, what are they going to do? So your number one benefactor here. Obviously, he's Mac Jones. Uh, obviously, I'm going to gloat so hard on your chin next year, Ray, as Mac Jones is just picking up third and fours left and right on his little dump downs that you've been shitting on him for all year. That being said, I am curious how it is going to look. What offense are they going to run? Do they go back to the Patriots offense? Do they do the Alabama stuff? How much is Belichick involved? Um, what's that relationship, right? What's the relationship between the bills right now? We know they're going to coach, uh, or supervise some coaching at, at a, uh, at, you know, one of the big West shrine, East West shrine. East game West for shrine the college. Thank you. Uh, they're going to get their hands on 190, 190 of those student athlete firm tight bods down there get a look, get a load of what they're going on, but what's it going to look like? You know what I'm not? And, and that's what I hear from you. You know what I'm not interested in Mac Jones, fucking behavior. The overblownness, the the overblowing of Mac Jones and how he's gonna how he's gonna deal with Billy O'Brien and his temper tantrums. 
God, how many headlines do you need? There's enough shit going on. He blew up at Matt Patricia twice, and Matt Patricia was caused a mutiny in July. No shit. <laughs> I think he's going to handle Billy O'Brien just fine. We didn't see him blow up with McDaniels once because they were just running an offense. No, I'm because so he respected him. Done he with that stupid well, fucking If Mac headline. Jones blows up on him, he'll have to deal with Billy O'Brien. Billy yeah. O'Brien don't give a fuck, but, but he but also my point is he's him. not gonna. And if yeah. he's going to, it's going to be some type of competitive, like, come on, like, not like, fuck you, Matt Patricia, you fat, ugly slob. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. No, he respects him. That's the thing. He respects uh, Bill O'Brien. No one respects Matt Patricia. I think it's going to get along. It's just great. And what you were saying about the offense, it's time to get Mac Jones involved. What does he want to run? What is he comfortable with? If he's going to be the quarterback moving forward, get him in the quarterback and Billy O'Brien. Talk about it. What what what's comfortable? What do you like? What what kind of offense do you want to run? What so we can put that into the game plan? Like it needs to be kind of that instead of just Matt Patricia saying this is what we're running. The stupid fucking offense that I don't know run and just do it. You know it has to be a cohesive unit now. And I think Mac Jones with the quote saying I'm very excited to be you know he's back. So let's see what happens now. What do you think, Bobby? You're you're the college football guy. They so um a little bit of this. Obviously, we know what the Patriots offense looks like or had looked like under McDaniels and Brady. You got the fullback, you got the power run, uh, you got the uh short intermediate passes, a lot of motion, blah, blah, blah. In Alabama, they run a little bit more spread. Obviously, the college game is much different. Um, I've heard a lot of pro football guys, New England guys talk about this, that Mac Jones thrives in that eight to ten yard kind of window. The offenses I just described, that's where they live. Matt Patricia's offense was boom or bust, which none of it none of it kind of uh, talked to each other there. So um, you have to think that with this addition and Bill O'Brien and Mac already having a little bit of relationship from Alabama, that they'd go back to somewhat of a, a hybrid of those offenses. Yeah, I, I think there are relationships a little overblown. O'Brien got in when Mac was coming out. So like they crossed paths but and i don't even care bill o'brien's college offensive coordinator experience is pointless i mean they basically either ran power runs in the sec or they spread it out and passed it like it it isn't it's irrelevant but like he has legitimate nfl experience as a head coach and obviously with the patriots what i think is going to be good is He's no nonsense. It's going to be cleaned up. There will be less penalties. There won't be like these routes that like make no fucking sense. Like everything will be tight. <laughs> there won't be plays that make no sense. Like everything, there'll be a cohesive unit plan. Whatever yep. that is, whatever they decide it to be, it'll be cohesive and it'll work. And like, the, just to go back to the, the dumbass quote, like there will be less three and outs and there will be less penalties. Like those things will happen. Whatever they decide to do. It, it's like, it's almost irrelevant because it will just get cleaned up. Yeah. And it'll evolve. And to your point, they'll talk to the quarterback and understand what he does well and coach him to the point of what he does well, which pressures on Mac. You, you know, you can, He's you can take be better the than he was his rookie year. You can take the C right off right off my chest this year if he comes out and sucks because uh, I'll 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 come out and admit that he sucks. What the fuck C do you have? Captain of the Mac and Mac Jones fan club. Oh, those Captain Cunt. Go on. <laughs> that would be CC. Uh, so pressures on him. Pressures on Mac. <clears throat> pressures on. O you know what the pressure's not on O'Brien. That bar is so low. 
<laughs> you first three first, first time he doesn't go three and out, it's gonna be like yeah. that that fucking stadium's gonna erupt. Yeah, gonna exciting gonna, football. Like gonna blow you're gonna up. fall asleep. Remember how many times we But you know what that like, dick's gonna boring. do when he first yeah. gets in the building? He's gonna fucking destroy Zappy. He's like, Zappy, I saw your fucking film for those two games. You fucking suck. And he's gonna crush him and make <laughs> Mac feel better. Yeah. I've seen a lot of film in this in this league, boy. You ain't gonna make it. Sit so down. Take Zappy. that chode of a quarterback and get him out of here. Yeah, your arms look like my <laughs> on a Tuesday night at Irene's. Fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, getting to work. Uh, they have not uh, wasted any time. Uh, so, uh, Patriots. I'm talking about obviously. They brought Adrian Clem back in for a second interview. A lot of talk about him coming in as the old line coach. Uh, Doug Marone's name is being passed around. He has Ben O'Brien's O line coach in the past. Uh, quarterback coach Nick Cayley's name is getting thrown around. If he's going to stick in the building, reports are he's not going to the Jets. So uh, you have to think he's getting a promotion. So he's gone from assistant to wide receivers to tight ends. The next evolution would be quarterbacks. Um, I don't know what we feel about that. I know nothing about Nick Cayley other than the fact that his name's been thrown around as the only. I'm underwhelmed. Coach. I mean, our tight ends don't perform particularly well, and our Great wide point. receivers haven't performed particularly well. So. Another point that I heard, uh, Billy O'Brien, 2011, then offense, two tight end offense that they got, obviously. Hernandez and Gronk. I know. Hernandez, certainly Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry and not those two. R.I.P. R.I.P. But, look, he's just, like, to your point, Bobby, he's just, he's a professional coach that's going to come in and get more (laughs) out of the guys that are there. I would expect to see something along the lines of what we saw from McDaniel's offense. And let's see if Mac Jones year three in the league is better than he was as a rookie. If that's the case, you got a top 10 offense. You got a playoff team, period, in my book. Yes. Um, any thought Any thought of Sean Jefferson? Uh, looks the uh, name is being tossed around as a potential offensive game plan coordinator. Looks like cool. here's my here's my greater point in this. Looks like. This, this is good. This is good. They're going to bring real professional coaches in to do specific jobs if adrian clem is the o-line coach and the run coordinator and sean jefferson is the often is the uh you know offensive play coordinator whatever the fuck they want to call them they're going to bring minds that have been coaching for a while that in the league that have experience that have success put them in a room together to work and put up a competent system uh and to your point it's going to look like that i think hope so hope so well because look at what happened before like Matt Patricia had too many hats that he was doing, so he didn't really have time to spend time with Mac Jones. He was doing other things, so he had to be all over the place. At least you can have dedicated position coaches for these guys so they're not running around. It's just sticking with these guys all the time in the room and not going off and being like, oh, I'll be right back. i go going to spend the time with the offensive line now and fucking figure that shit out. Be right back. Yeah. It, it is traditional that an O-line coach is also your semi-run game coordinator because they know best how that the offensive line can execute run blocks, and then they will practice it. Over watch and over Ray, and over Watch again. Ray jiggle. Watch him jiggle on his way back. Oh. <laughs> he did the spin in to avoid yeah, it. Yeah, he learned. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm clever, not dumb. That bastard. I'm not oh, dumb. All we could see was that sweet ass. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So anyway, last points on this coaching stuff. Uh, Billy O'Brien was in the second interview with Adrian Clem, so it seems like he's got some say in who he wants to bring on his staff offensively. Um, and just to push back a little bit on this, on the Bill Belichick, I don't think Bill Belichick ever wanted full control over the offense with bringing Matt Patricia in. I just think that they were cheap and arrogant. Like people think that 
that he's not going to want to step back and give you know Billy O'Brien most you know uh, bullshit yeah autonomy and basic autonomy. That's how he's run his offense the whole time. Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels, Billy O'Brien the first time, until Matt Patricia because he sucks so bad that he had to stick his foot in there. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to oversee everyone and spend his time with special teams. That's what he wants to do. <laughs> yep. uh, but that being said, Billy O'Brien's in the interviews. They're down there at the uh, East-West Shrine Bowl. No Steve Belichick there. Gerard Mayo's been in every one of these interviews with Bill Belichick. Steve Belichick not at that game. Obviously, no Patricia, no judge at that game any either. You You're make the Belichick of- kid. The other Belichick kid's going to be there, though. Brian. You make anything of uh, Gerard Mayo getting the promotion and Steve Belichick not being around at this game? Nope. Have they come out and said what this promotion is, other than being Belichick's lapdog? Is he assistant coach? I don't know what the the, uh, title is, but he has been deemed the next in line if something were to happen. Break, Break glass in case of emergency, the same way McDaniels was when they brought him back from Indy. So assistant coach, yeah, assistant, whatever that is, assistant yeah. to the regional well, like manager. The, assistant head co- the last time that they actually had someone with that assistant head coach title, it was Skarnekia. He actually good had knowledge. that title. Wow. That's good knowledge. Um, we only know Skarnekia as an offensive line coach, but you got to imagine he was there for so long and so good at what he did. He's, he probably had his hands in a lot of the cookie jars. Well, he was probably, he was like their senior most clo- like coach on the staff. So I think it was more just like, if anything happened with Bill, he had to step away. He would be the one to come to the podium and like talk on things as he needed to. And obviously he was just a respected figure in the building. No yeah. shit. He was fucking 80 years old. Of course yeah. he's going to be respected. And he yelled at 350 hell, pound men for a living. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, two rumor mills here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, we mentioned at the top. Uh, a lot of people think that deal is dead. If you're interested in DeAndre Hopkins, because Billy O'Brien traded him, just a little news that from what I'm hearing now, more and more and more, DeAndre Hopkins got traded because he was due for a big ass deal and the owner didn't want to pay him. So Billy sent him out the door. Yeah. Probably didn't want to. And it, regardless, how many times have we seen these relationships patched, quote unquote, patched up after they said that they would never have? No one gives a shit. Just where's the money? What's, yeah, exactly. the, what's the situation? <laughs> if the Patriots gave him some money, he wouldn't give a shit. No one gives a shit. Uh, uh, rumor last... right now, wait, wait, wait. The rumor <laughs> is that Patriots and Ravens are the two teams that are in on him. The only two teams in the NFL that are. I'm gonna tell you right now. Pass. It's if it's a third, anything more than a third round pick, I'm out. But third round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins or or uh, or um, uh, Jacoby Myers, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins all day. If DeAndre (laughs) Hopkins is your Jacoby Myers and you let Myers walk, if Myers wants 14 million, you got to pay Hopkins 19. What are we talking about? Uh, What are we talking about? Come on in. There's my stance on that. Uh, and then you still got to go get somebody else. Let Parker walk and get somebody else and draft somebody. You still need help. I'm not saying that's like end all, but I'll yeah. take Hopkins over Myers. Oh, I like yeah. Myers, but yeah. I'll take him over him. Last rumor mill here on the Patriots before we move on. Uh, Jalen Ramsey on the trade oh. block. Oh. Raymond, I told you in August what this team needed was a number one cornerback and they could go places. They've done it before. Now, not this. They've so Akib. They, you know, distressed asset from Tampa, took him a fourth round pick to get him. But then they went out and gave uh, Stephon Gilmore the highest cornerback salary in the history of the league. 575, I think. Yep. Biggest contract they ever put out there. I don't put anything past them. If they they deem Jalen Ramsey as good as uh, Revis, Akib, 
He's only 27 no years old. They'll they'll do they'll oh, do the deal. Yeah, they'll do the do deal. It. And I would. I want that more than anything else in the world right now. Give me and I said that in a simple my sports blog that I did. Yeah. You said this. You've been saying this. You need a number one corner. Go out there and get Jalen Ramsey. You will be the top five defense for sure. There won't be any asterisk I'll let, that. I'll let you go on this. I'll let you go on this, Bobby. But what it does in that defense, and we thought it was overrated all year long, and it probably was. Uh, it takes your opportunistic defense against bad quarterbacks uh, and turns it into a legitimate winning operation. Like you would have won probably two more games if you had a legitimate number one cornerback. Fuck yeah. Um, and I, I think I, I, and that's not just the league. I think that's a Bill Belichick thing. I think that's a Belichick defense thing. Well, it's so. tradition. It's one hundred percent. I agree. One hundred. I, I think that there's little risk in doing that move. Whatever it is that is given up, I think tradition shows you put that player in, and then I think those the games against the Bills and the games against the Vikings look a lot different. I yeah. think that it shades the coverage. It looks a whole lot different, and I would be and try over Ramsey or Hopkins. I I think a hundred percent. Obviously, I I go Ramsey. I'm not I'm not big Ooh, on yeah. Hopkins. But if it's between Ramsey and an actual like a a twenty seven year old younger true number one then receiver, then I want the receiver because I still think that we can the defense is good enough to compete and we'll just we're making it up on the other end. But Jalen, hundred percent, that would make the defense either way. You're exact type of corner they want because he's big and physical. You're probably talking a first round pick, and this year's first round pick of the Patriots are smart. They spend on a left tackle. Can you get that left tackle in the second round and bring Jalen Ramsey in the first? Tackle, no. You can't get a tackle in the second round. Can you go buy Orlando Brown? You could you could you could sign him in the first round. Sign him in free agency, but traditionally you can't draft a left tackle past first round. All right. Let's save that for another day as the draft comes forward. But um man, that would be that'd be fun. That would be fun. Um and the bills are ripe for the taking. God, the bills are right for the taking coming up. Let's talk more about that after headlines with the obvious one. Uh, thank you there, Richard. The Celtics lose a heartbreaker in Miami, 98-95, and green teamers are questioning intern head coach Joe Mazzula. The team was without both Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown and still only lost by three. Uh, the Celtics are a league-best 35-14 and 14 and look to snap a two-game winning uh, losing streak against the Knicks at home on Thursday. You know who doesn't lose heartbreakers? Our Boston Bruins, because they beat up the, our friends up north, the Montreal Canadiens, 4-2. Goals from Berge, Hall, Krejci, and Pasternak. The Bruins have 80 points and are 38-5-4. Next game in Tampa Bay against the Lightning on Thursday. After being booed on the stage at the winter, we- winter weekend, the Red Sox front office went out and made a trade for shortstop Alberto you okay, Raymond? Montesia. Yeah. Uh, for left-hander Josh Taylor from our baseball insider, Billy Baseball, quote, good buy low by the Red Sox. Uh, Montesi is legit, but only plays 40 games a year. 80 steals guy if he ever stays on the field, end quote. Another injured shot in the dark from the basement bloom special. And finally, the NFL conference finals are set in the NFC. It was the Eagles rolling past the Giants for the third time this season, 38-7. to while the Cowboys almost did it, but then shit themselves on the last play, losing the 49ers 19-12. The 49ers travel to Philly Sunday, 3 o'clock kickoff. And my Bengals dragged their nuts all over the Bills Mafia and once again are in the conference championship. 
which is weird since Joe Burrow's performance last year was a fluke, and they will be taking not uh, they'll be taking on the Chiefs in a rematch last mm-hmm. year. But a lot of being talked about Patrick Mahomes and his injured ankle, the same injury Mac Jones had. The Oscars however, are Patrick, coming up, right? How can we put the Oscar music Patrick in here? Did Wrap not it up. Cry, nor did his teammates carry him off the field. Instead, he finished the game. Bengals Chiefs six thirty <laughs> kickoff. Headlines are brought to you by Dubby Energy for all your energy drinkers out there. Head on over to Dubby GG and type in Simple Minds and get fifteen percent off your order. We highly recommend the starter pack, which comes with a shaker. I'll be using this tomorrow to cure my hangover. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. God, long-winded much? Don't fucking text me about my mom's tits in the middle of headlines. (laughs) How dare you? They're sick. What do you want me to say? Uh, you know, it was sick NFL divisional round first game chronological order. We'll go right back to where we did it before Jags 20 chiefs, 27. Uh, we had the Mahomes high ankle sprain right mentioned there. Um, and the, the Jags put a little scare in the chiefs, mm. put a little scare in the chiefs. What do you think of, uh, Trevor Lawrence? Are you legit? Yep. Doesn't have like a number one receiver. He has Zay Jones. Like we said, Christian Kirk, he still almost did it. He went to, uh, Arrowhead stadium and almost fucking pulled off a miracle. He's better than average, but I don't think he's ever going to be like a top eight guy. He just, he, he doesn't what have a number. It. What a number. Top eight. This, this I don't know. I'm trying to think there. of it like a, well, he could be like not comparison, but like, I don't know. Like not top 10, top eight, not yeah. six. Never be could top be nine. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd give it to him. I, 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 I just have my doubts the same way Burrow is shaking my doubts. Jacksonville ruins players. Cincinnati ruins players. Hmm. And Burrow's beating it. So Burrow's good. beating it. Could, can Lawrence? Um, time will tell. Hard to say. It's another It's another incomplete grade like Mac today. You know, they're two years in the league. Yeah, but look what he did with a legit coach this year with Doug Peterson. I'm with you. Imagine what Mac could have done. Well, what Mac is going to do with O'Brien next year. I mean, this could be, uh, I'll, I'll take it fucking right on the chin. Come on board. It. I'll give you, you the C. My nut right here. Look at, you can flop those right there, buddy. I'll, I'll give I'll you the it. CC. I'll give you the Captain Cunts right there. I'll give it right <laughs> to you next I've year. I've always been Captain Cunt. You know that. Come on. I'm drop it right on your chin when Mac's picking up those third and fours. Told you. I'll take it. it. I'll take it. Uh, Mahomes high ankle sprain. He did not act like he was shot in the face. <laughs> so that was good. God, he's fucking good. I hate admitting how good he is, but he's he's admirable. He's like I admire him as a quarterback. I would he, very much. He's like got him a lot of pressure on this game coming up, though. He he can't lose to the Bengals for a third, thir- fourth time or third fourth. time, fourth, fourth time, a second AFC title game in a row. He can't lose to him again. That Chiefs dynasty would really take a hit. Uh, is it a dynasty if you only won one? That's yeah, that's the point, Ray. Wait. Oh, that's what it is. All right. Just making sure. Speaking speaking of dynasties, oh, we're not there yet. We'll talk about the Bills dynasty in a second. Uh Eagles 38, Giants 7. That say more about the Eagles or the Giants to you. Blowout. Uh the press conference afterwards of Danny Dines being a little cunt saying, uh, this is pretty much it for me. You know, you just got your ass handed to you and you could get an extension because Brian Dable just made you look like a fucking NFL quarterback. And now you're just like, oh, peace out, Giants. I'm all set. You're going to go to Carolina or Colts, and your career's over. So have at it, Giants. Nice job. Yeah. Giants run is over. 
No, for for this year. It seems like well, Dable's got him going in the right direction. Well, no, well, yeah, it's Bobby, over, this, over this year, Bobby. It's done. <laughs> yeah. God, that, welcome to the bottom the... of the totem pole, dumb idiot. <laughs> I know. The, yeah, welcome to the totem pole, Robert. I know. I know the Patriots didn't make the playoffs this year, but what happens is when you lose in the playoffs, <laughs> the season's over. Shit. <laughs> what do you want from Daniel Jones? He's a dookie. He's an asshole. No, forgot. Sure. His, he caca's all over this. Like, He's a dookie caca. Uh, speaking of dynasties, though, let's head right back to Buffalo. Bengals 27, <laughs> Bills 10. Josh Allen. Good God, I love to toot toot. God, that guy. They beat their ass. They never the had a second chance. second Josh Allen lateraled in that playoff game in Houston many years back, I said, this kid's a rockhead. <laughs> you never, I immediately never gonna that. happen after that. You wrote that, and, and since then, you've been right all along. Never, I mean, look, undeniable talent, freak athlete. How many fucking stupid mistakes and dumb shit can you do and just turtle under pressure? The coaching staff stunk, they went a bad, bad defensive game plan, obviously, zone pushback against Joe Burrow, a top six guy in the league. Like, what are you gonna do? What, like, when are you gonna figure it out, Buffalo? Answer spoiler, never. You're done. They're done. Uh, Jim Murray said it best, though. I was listening to him. It's going to take Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier to get the fuck out of the Buffalo and then to revamp that whole system, the coaching staff, because it's one or the other. You can't have Sean McDermott and Josh Allen on that team because they're well, both I'm born sure losers. old they're Red Ass will turtle. try and get rid of the defensive coordinator before <clears throat> he goes. No, I'm just saying I think Sean McDermott will be the next the next in line to get the fuck out because they're not going to do Josh Allen who just signed that massive deal. So Bills can't afford to get rid of McDermott. The Bills have not been relevant until they've gotten McDermott and Josh Allen. They just have to, they just have to um, understand and be okay with they're gonna lose in the playoffs early every single year. <laughs> Typical Bill stuff. Typical Bill stuff. Stephon Diggs storming out of the uh, locker room. Oh, Bobby, he's you got such a with that? Would you take him on the Patriots though? Yep. Well, yeah. There's always room for douchey players. You know what's funny too? That whole Bills organization. Uh, how do you feel if you're living northern uh, or in Buffalo and you're paying for the shit bag of a team to their new stadium, all taxpayer dollars, and you have a shitty product now? Uh-huh. Maybe well, that's why made... Diggs was so mad. He's upset that the taxpayers had to put themselves up to that. That's what true. I. That's the spin I'll take if the Patriots ever get him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, the dome may save them. They get a dome in a couple of years. Maybe they'll find. Are they doing a dome? Is that true? <laughs> I think so. Or at least retractable. Pussies. Yeah. Is it bad. a dome? I don't know. Uh, it's bad. It's like a billion dollars. Got to be a dome. If it's a dome, then th- throw them to Canada. Give them to Toronto. Yeah, pussies. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Uh, Joe Burrow. Like, here's the deal. Top three. I said this. I, I said this last 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 show. I'll explain it to you again, Ray. The bet that we made, you said Joe Burrow would be a top five quarterback in the fir- in five years when he came in the league. Bill and I disagreed because we had so little faith in Cincinnati in as an organization, not in Burrow. That being said, Burrow is Burrow is better than Cincinnati's shittiness. Burrow's greatness and cockiness is more than Cincinnati's greatness right now. Now you you don't get like you don't get the title of top five quarterback in the league just with one season or a season and a half. Like you, it has to be sustained this year. Yes. He was a top three quarterback this year. What was last year? He wasn't. 
He led the league in interception until week seven, until week nine last year. Okay. They just they turned it on late because Chase Jamar Chase came on late. And what happened when you take Jamar Chase out of the game? They lose. And I'll I'll stand by that. Take Jamar Chase out of the fucking game. They'll lose. Okay. If, unless you play zone coverage thirty yards back like the Bills. That being said, it's pretty good. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear from you. <laughs> 49ers 19, Cowboys 12, Dak sucks, and he makes $40 million a year. They were saying they might want to get rid of him. No, thank you. Did you shake Dak on this team? On the Patriots? No. Fuck, though. No. Richard? Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. CC. Go Mac. Mm-hmm. Captain Cunt. I'll just, I'll just give one more. I'll just give you one more toot toot. Uh, when that guy wanted $40 million, <laughs> I said, no, this is not that good. Remember not who did? That good. Remember who did say that he was worth it? I do. Yeah, the queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's in my mind constantly is, is, I forget what play it was, but it was, it was a playoff game. And uh, he had a guy wide open in the back of the end zone from like the 11-yard line and airmailed him by like 40 yards over <laughs> his head. And I'm like, that's it. That's the that's the cuckas. That's Tatum do cuckas. Like, he just... You, there's sometimes you see it, Josh Allen lateraling the ball in Houston. It takes a lot to get over that level of caca. And that's Dak Prescott. That's Josh Allen. There's ju- it's just going to come a moment. And that's why Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Because when those moments come up, Brady is 100 out of 100 on them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys can't do it. Joe Burrow is probably going to be one of those guys that wins in those moments. Mahomes is one of those guys that wins in those moments. Aaron Rodgers is the guy that loses in those moments. So you can be fucking amazing up into that point, and inevitably that's going to be what puts you over the top. And unless you have an astounding, astounding group of athletes and, and team around you, they're going to rely on you to make that play in that moment, and Dak's not that guy, clearly. Mm-hmm. Clearly not that guy. And $40 million is going to bury the Cowboys for the years for years to come. Bury them. They're all, they're already kind of pathetic, and they're not they're going a anywhere. Weird team. They're a weird team. The way they're put together. The defense is legit. I think you got Micah Parsons over there. That's a good defense. They seem to draft well. Yeah. I mean, if Tony Pollard didn't break his leg, do you think they had a? They could have won that game. I think they could have. Who also didn't cry, like a bitch. Fair enough. Uh, it certainly would have helped, but. Yeah, I don't know. You just put him in that. What, what would have? What would the game look like? Something different. I bet Brock Purdy makes the throw over Dak Prescott, making the throw. It oh, came down to it, of course. Uh, all right, that's the division recap. Uh, quick break. Uh, we'll get back to Tatum's cuckas. Uh, yeah, so that let's dial it back. When was that? A week ago? More than yeah. a week ago. The Warriors game? Yeah, was, was that Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, it was that Thursday. Warriors? Oh, yeah, when we're recording. Uh, Warriors 21, eight, uh, Celtics 18. Tatum finished with 34 points, 19 rebounds, 6 assists, also 7 turnovers. Three of those turnovers came in the last two minutes, and all of them were abysmal, embarrassingly atrocious. One was a lazy uh, semi-outlet pass off of a major defensive stop, major rebound in the game, and he just 
slap dicked it to the center of the court to Jalen Brown. And uh, Jordan Poole picks it off, goes to the dunk. Uh, the, the other one, the travel, the travel. He got the ball isoed on the wing, down uh, two, I believe, at the time, maybe three. And just, it's nothing but tight butthole. Like, you, he shuffled his feet and couldn't get himself in a position to make a move. Um, and then he had the bad one at the at half to if that says if that doesn't explain to you what quote unquote it is in one play, I don't know what does. Tatum gets the ball, end of halftime, trying to cut through his defenders to to score a layup before half. Steph Curry picks his pocket and hits a three quarter shot bang at the buzzer. That guy's got it. Tatum doesn't, and they lucked out to win that game because Jalen Brown does have it. Jalen Brown does have the instinct instinctual nuts to hit the hit the big shot with the game on the line and the and the time ticking down. He can shut his brain off and just hit it. Um Tatum doesn't. Yet. Now, yeah. No Tatum Go ahead, Bobby. Tatum needs to and whatever his routine is that he goes through his workouts, he needs to cut out some workout time and spend some time with a sports psychologist. Because he he has all the physical tools, but he does have to work out his head at the end of games, like clarity, focus of mind, presence of mind. We've talked to one of those guys. He has the yips. The yips. In those moments, he has the yips, and it's funny. Like it's get that guy he, on the phone. He's, <laughs> Tatum's career. We've watched him in those yip moments. I think have been truncated down to Which now. It's now. It's just. Now it's just at the end of big games against certain opponents down by two or three. So then what that leads me to believe is, and I'm not going to compare him to LeBron James, but we obviously saw that early in LeBron James career. That's where I was going with that. Yep. He got a lot of shit for passing the ball when he should have shot it. Got a lot of shit for missing shots, you know, at the end of the buzzer and not being the right place. LeBron James instinctively was not a guy to get the ball and win you the game at the end. Not he's not a uh, Kobe, MJ, Pierce. Those guys, inst- you know, there are people that instinctively just have that ice in their veins, whatever you want to call it. Tatum's not. That doesn't mean he can't do it. LeBron learned how to do it. Their their intellectually basketball IQ really really high. He can learn how to get himself in the position to win a game. He's still only 24. It's just going to take more experience. And I think he can because he continues to improve. And he has the skills to do it. But instinctively, he just doesn't have it. Instinctively, doesn't have it. So they have to coach around that. Missoula has to coach around that. You can't just iso ball with Tatum down two and seven seconds to go. Run a fucking play. Get him an open shot. Get him something in rhythm. Don't let him think before he makes his move. Hmm. That's, your, LeBron- that's your play this year. It took LeBron eight years, I think, in the league before he finally was able to hit a game when he shot. Eight years and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne Wade had a lot to do with that. Well, I mean, Dwayne Wade, Wade could have been Jaylen the one that taught him that. that. Yeah. I think Dwayne Wade in the first championship had a lot to do with that. Yeah, Probably after he got that chip off his shoulder, some pressure released. He had some confidence and the pressure was off. Yeah, and he was 10 years, <laughs> 10 years in the league and learned how to do it. So um, I have faith that he can do that. I don't know what it means for this year's championship hopes. I think the Celtics have a good enough team where they're basically head and shoulders better talent-wise than most of the teams around them. Um, it all depends who they play in the in the finals. Yeah, I don't want to see the Heat. 
uh, in the East. I don't want to see Orlando. The war, <laughs> yeah, fucking Orlando. You can't fucking the win. Cavaliers beat the Orlando Magic. They're zero and three against the Magic right now, and they're the worst, one of the worst teams in the East. I said it years ago too, Ray. I think you'll back me up in this. If they there were some uh, uh, rumors about trading for Donovan Mitchell, he'd mm-hmm. be perfect next to Tatum. Perfect, because that guy's got instinctual mm-hmm. balls that you he can't huge jobbles. Yeah, so. Um, We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. I I think what I'm saying is is fairly fairly accurate. Um, it's just tough to watch. Certainly that Heat game, that last pass. Jesus Christ! Well, like just shoot the fucking ball. Just like what are you doing? Shoot it. Huck it out. I'd have more respect for you just to huck that up than make that half court pass, full court pass, and and lose it. Uh, all right, quick break. We will get to the Red Sox. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's cue that up in the old mixing table. Uh, Red Sox are booed <laughs> mercifully at their own pep rally. Um, and, and they deserved it. The audacity that came out of these. I don't know how much of it you guys watched. I watched a good amount of it or listened to a good amount of it. The audacity, the arrogance that came out of these guys' mouths was stunning. I had a couple of quotes for you. Here's Hein Bloom talking about... Um, where the organization was when he took it over and I'll go into, um, yeah, we'll start there. So he says, quote, where was the organization three years ago? Now keep in mind, this was all with an undercurrent of steady boosts as he's, <laughs> as he's talking, <clears throat> where was the organization organization three years ago? The organization was coming off an 84 win season. Like that's horrible. You just got 78 this season. I'm so, uh, that team had shown in 2019 and had good players, but the team wasn't good enough. There wasn't a whole heck of a lot coming. Keep in mind, the year before, they won the World Series, and they were the best team front to back in that season. They ran the gamut. So 2019, apparently, they fell off the cliff. Uh, Goes on to say, quote, so we could keep going and drive right off the cliff. You've seen big market teams do it before and end up rebuilding for a half decade. Again, keep in mind, this is Heimblum's fourth year of rebuilding, so... Oh, this is it. This is it. Yeah. The Belichick four year plan. Certainly didn't want to do that. Uh, That's not acceptable, he says. That's not acceptable to you guys that it can't happen in Boston. So, what we had to do was find a way to turn that car around before it drove off the cliff. It's hard to do uh, if you want to win at the same time. He loves to say that. It's just so hard. You can't just do it all. You know, you got to, it's so hard. Like, who is he? Like, does he want sympathy? Like, that's the job. That is the job. My job's so hard. <laughs> it's absolutely right. It's abs- It's absolutely right. And the way that he speaks, the way he speaks is never going to translate to the Boston media market. He's a, I don't know if he went to Harvard, probably. He went to some Ivy League. He's a nerd. And he speaks down to people like they don't know what they're talking about. No, you guys. Way to describe it. Anybody that speaks like that that ends with right and you like make leading you into an agreement, you're an asshole. I know that because I do it for a living. You're an asshole. Okay. (laughs) You went to Yale. You're. You went to Yale. So you know where we were in 2019. You knew that wasn't going anywhere, right? Like you know that. You're smart people. You know that. Don't. 
fucking talk to me like that, you douchebag. I know where we were. They won in 2018, and you traded Mookie Betts for a bag of balls, you dumb cunt. I don't fucking condescend me, you asshole. God, all right, I'm getting all fired up. Let's go to the next quote. You're going to shit. So he goes on to talk about the Mookie Betts trade. Watch how many times he says bet. I don't know if this was a master job of trolling or if he's just Yale stupid, but this is how he described the Mookie Betts trade. And just to remind everybody what came back from Mookie Betts, who at the time was an MVP and considered one of the best players in baseball and still is. You got Alex Verdugo, who is barely an everyday player, bottom of the lineup guy. Connor Wong, who is a backup catcher. Don't be racist, Ray. And Is he they, still here, though? Yeah. And the, the guy who's not here is Jeter Downs, the prospect they handpicked to come in and be the replacement for Mookie Betts. Uh, he's gone. He's on the Orioles. They cut him at the end of this year. He sucks. So that's what they got from back from the best player in the game, Mookie Betts. Here's how Bloom described that. At the time, three years ago, we were faced with a similar choice with a superstar player one year away from free agency. Uh, Bloom said, referencing Betts as the booze echoed in the arena. <laughs> Quote, we didn't sign him, and I want to explain why. Because it relates to where we're going. We didn't sign him because when you make big bets, they're big bets. And those bets, hang me, hang with me here. He was forced to say hang with me here because the entire crowd was assaulting him with booze. Because <laughs> he kept saying bets. What are you fucking thinking, you dumbass? Anyway, uh, those bets, you all know it, are... <laughs> this is a condescending thing. Those bets, you all know it and are smart. You're all smart. You know it. Stick with me here. Uh, they much, They are much better up front than they are on the back end. We know that every team knows that. But if you want to make that type of bet, you better be ready to back it up and surround that with a whole lot of talent, a whole lot of young talent, or you're going or you're not going to win. You see it all the time in this game. I don't think anyone anybody would disagree with the organization was we just weren't ready to back up that bet. You know what that was? That was him and John Henry on the side stage going, Hey, how many times do you think I can say chicken fucker? Chicken fucker? No, follow, it's like, a, like, me, su- it's like super troopers yeah the meow game troopers. how yeah. many times can you say meow yeah <laughs> it felt like that it had to be how how dense can you be now <laughs> in 2019 you had just won the the world series in 2018 mookie bets he so this whole thing is we don't want to uh um we don't want to invest in guys late into their 30s which basically what they just did with devers so they're just full of shit. You'll probably get out of GMing baseball because that's the way it works. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have to do. Yeah. Uh, but it's not even, it wasn't even true then. When they let when they traded Mookie Betts, he was 27. At that same year, Xander Bogarts was 27. Rafi Devers that same year is 23. Andrew Benintendi, who they ruined, uh, who made his way back, was 25. That's a core. That can last you for 10 years, from 27 to 37, whatever you want to call it. And they drug, they dragged their feet with bets on the extension. They were $100 million behind the whole time. Same day with Bogarts. They could have extended those guys at 25 years old, 25 to 35, paid them big money, and they would have been contenders every single year with a, with a monster core of homegrown talent, just like Pedroia and Lester in that, in that early 2000s team did. And... uh. And they fucked it up. And now they're out here 
talking to you, the fans, with that condescending Yale attitude, like we don't know what we're talking about and have to listen to them because they're doing it right. Meanwhile, they finished with 78 wins, last place again, second time in three years, are not, are nowhere near going to compete, even in their division this year, with signing one-year deals for 38-year-olds that might not make it on the field. Fuck the Red Sox. Fuck Heim Bloom. This guy's not long for this world in Boston. Um He's waiting for the Calvary and his young kids and Marcelo Mayer in two years. He might not make it to, till two years. I was going to ask you that. Do you think he, if they finish last again, do you think he's gone? I would not put it past John Henry to to fire him on the PR backlash. You wouldn't to. put it past him. You have to because that is a failed system. That's four years of just shit. You finished last again twice in a row. See the fuck later. I mean, what you try to do in this Tampa – uh, Red Sox organization that you're trying to do right now, it's not working. So get the fuck out of here. You, it didn't work. You saved money. You have three teams that you own that are mediocre now with Liverpool that's not making the uh, the uh, Premier League playoffs either because they're in the eighth place. You got the Penguins who suck. I mean, you have three meddling teams that just don't do shit. So, John Henry, you're failing. That's a great point, Ray. Bobby? He's talking about bets, like a, the, what the bet of a good contract is if it's worth your wild. We all know the risk reward with that. What's a more difficult bet to win is when you have good players that you know exactly who and what they are and to bet that you can let them leave and replace them and get a player of equal talent and equal uh, res- uh, production out of them. That's a losing bet almost every time. That's why players, teams resign their players. It's okay. another great point, specifically well, baseball in Boston. Eight times. Come on, bud. <laughs> we, we wanted yeah. two more bets in there. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, it's it's going downhill. It continues to go downhill. Uh, and then it was tapped. It was tapped off by this splendid uh, quote from the fearless leader himself, John Henry. Quote: What enables what en- has enabled us to spend like the Yankees and the Dodgers is your support. You, fucking I'll I'll finish the quote. I'll finish the quote. This is not the quote's not true, but he's acting like they're the Brewers. Like Boston is the number one sports market, probably in the world. It's so concentrated, and people care so much about it, and spend so much money on it. The Red Sox make money hand over fist. Not from your fucking ticket prices, dude. Like, and it's been that way for a long time. Yes, there's a portion of it, but don't act like the Yankees and the Dodgers are, are this uh, upper echelon team and organization that they could never reach financially. Like, <laughs> what an asshole. He finished the quotes with, uh, and that comes through ticket price. <laughs> Fuck that guy. As they're charging $30 for a shitty Nesson app subscription. No, well, thanks. I'm out. <laughs> woof, 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 woof. Okay, afternoon delights, and uh, we'll cheer things up with the quick Bruins talk, or maybe we won't. I want to talk about if they lose the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Sky rockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy.
yeah, welcome back. The Bruins are very, very good. Historically, they are the best team ever. They're 38-5 and 4, the fastest teams 80 wins in the history of the NHL. They are on pace for the most points in NHL history. That's currently held by the 1976 Canadiens, Raymond. Uh, 132 points and 60 wins. There's something like 10 Hall of Famers on that team in 1976. I don't know, what are there, like 10 teams in the league? Um, They're 14 points ahead of the Maple Leafs in their own division, which is the next best team in the league, points-wise. They're 14 points ahead of them. That's crazy. The goal differential is 83. The next best is 42 from the Dallas Stars. They're lapping. They're doubling the next goal differential. Allmark uh, just set another record, the fastest to 20-something wins. Uh, the the record held for, I think, 100 years. It was like 1909 or something. I don't remember. They're shattering these records. They're smoking these records. They're winning games that are scheduled losses. They have no business uh, winning. They show up in the first period, they don't look like they even want to be there. And then all of a sudden they're up two one and the game's over. Um, it's an unbelievable, unbelievable uh, display of hockey. And the, I think the sample size now is not a fluke, whatever's going on, whatever Michael Jordan space jam juice, they're drinking. It's, it's real. It's real. They've basically locked up that president's trophy, which might be a bad thing for the real Bruins fans out there because uh, bad luck usually comes along with that. Last time they won the President's Trophy was 2020. Uh, that was the COVID year. They were cooking that year. Uh, they had 100 points, but on pace for, well, more than that. Whenever the, the season got canceled in March in in COVID. Probably yeah. beginning of April. End of, end of March, yeah. So they that's had a the, couple, they had a couple more when, weeks. That's when the butthole tattoo became a thing. Right, yeah. And that ruined it because Tuca flaked in the bubble. And... Swipe cheated on him with the pool boy. Right. And Pasternak <laughs> wanted to play roller hockey in fucking Charlestown and got COVID. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they bowed out in the second round. Uh, and then the year, the last time before that, 2014, they had won the President's Trophy with 117 points and bowed out in the second round, game seven to the Canadians in a major, major disappointment. The choking continued, uh, continues for 2019. Still a sore wound for Bruins fans. Mm-hmm. Game seven loss at home. Two Rask, two goals and four shots. Yep. Stellar performance there. Uh, 2013 Stanley Cup, poop your pants moment for Tuca again. Game six against the Blackhawks, two goals in 36 seconds, I think, in game six to lose that Stanley Cup at home. That's all just to give you a little entree of what may be set to come for a, a Bruins team that looks to be on top of the world. But when they get to the playoffs, there's a very real chance that they shit the bed. And I ask you if they, even if they don't break 60 wins and best team ever, they're they're clearly going to be up there. If they don't win the Stanley Cup this year, what does it mean? Uh, the common denominator and all those things that you told us was Tuka Rass was in net. He's not there anymore. So, if they shit the bed, I mean, yeah, is it a great disappointment? Absolutely. But what they're doing right now is incredible. But I don't think they're gonna win it all. Is uh is a part of these seasons here where like they're when they're getting these high regular season accolades, but not like uh like getting in the wins in the end, kind of like cause they don't have like they've they might have that depth in a squad, but not like one of like the league's best players to kind of get them over the line. Uh yeah, certainly talent has um Certainly talent has gotten in the way in terms of 
you know, the Bruins have had one of, if not the best top line in hockey for a number of years in Marshan, Bergeron, and Pasternak. Uh, but it's really easy to load up on one line in hockey. And when you don't got depth to back you up, then, then um, you know, you're doomed. And then, yeah, some years more talent has has won out. And most years, Tuka Rask has just shit his pants. <laughs> mm. But you also, is... you also talked about the it factor. I mean, these kids have obviously all shit their pants when they got into the playoffs. We talk about it year in, year out with the erection line. They go in there and they turtle and they can't do anything. So obviously we're going to have to see you until playoff time. What happens when this is it? You know, now it's not nut crutching time and see what happens in the playoff. First round is going to tell you all, all you need to know if they can do it. Because, yes, they're going to be probably the one seed going into the playoffs. So see what happens when they get into the one, the uh, first playoff match. If they can't, if they start turtling, then you know they're not going to win the whole thing. You know? Yeah, 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 maybe. I mean, um, you need your look, guys. You need that erection line to fucking actually go through it, the whole thing, you know? And injuries is always going to be a problem going into hockey and all that. Like, Jake DePress broke his fucking uh, leg during the Winter Classic, and they're still rolling along like nothing's wrong. So, yeah, let's see what he's happens. He's skating, with... though, right? He's, he put some dirt on it. He's skating. Yeah, because he's not a pussy, so... <laughs> Look, they they're they're as they are as deep uh with scoring lines as they as as they have been since the back end of 2019 when they made the cup run, uh when they had Coyle and Johansson on that third line who are killing it. Um and then obviously dating back to the other Stanley Cup runs, uh when you had you know the Nathan Hortons in the world in 2011. They're they're deep in their scoring, which is what's killed them in the past in the playoffs. And uh, they need to solidify their defense. They need to get another big body back there. And you just have you you continue to have a question mark at goaltending because Omark is playing out of his tits right now, and he's never done it before. Uh, but then you got a kid in Swayman who's just as good. So it's not a bad thing. My point for this question is they're primed to win, and if they don't win it, it's a failure. It's a failure. That's the only way that you could describe it if they don't win the Stanley Cup this year. Unless you run into like a Colorado and a McKinnon or somebody, to Bobby's point, somebody with the uber talent uh, or Connor McDavid if the Oilers somehow make this miraculous run. If Connor McDavid comes in and just fucking lights you up or McKinnon comes in more likely and just lights you up and wins it by himself, hats off. But it's a failure if they don't win it. It's, it's not going to change a single thing they do moving forward. Because Bergeron and Krejci are leaving, they still have to fill that spot. Whether they win or lose, their guys are tied up. They got to sign Pasternak to that eight-year, eleven million dollar deal, and they got to go find. They got to go find a number one centerman to uh, to fill the 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 void in Bergeron and Krejci. Whether they do that at this trade deadline with Bo um, Horvat, it's highly highly rumored, or they uh, or they address in a free agency. They're not going to take a win or a loss in this Stanley Cup any differently, in my opinion. I think they're going to continue forward building this team because they need to. Mm. But it will be crushing <laughs> if they fucking lose this year. It'll be crushing if they lose this year. Okay, let's finish it up with Simplest Minds of the Week right after this. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Now, Ray, did were you able to get Abiquits to come on the show tonight? He's not allowed to use the computer. Got it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, any computer or is it just the internet? Internet. 
can use like an old like um, he can go MacBook. on solitaire and he can play like what is that minesweeper he can yeah. do that but he can't go on the interwebs got it not allowed no not allowed he's got the mrs rand black rubber uh keyboard or just over the keyboard just in case can't <laughs> so you can't hack his way through yeah exactly exactly okay maybe How this guy the internet needs know it? when ab quits is on it oh it knows oh it knows it's like a chip you know, like the government watches him. And I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist or anything, but the government knows like he can't go on the interwebs. Well, he's a petty and he's a Jew. So like people are watching. <laughs> people have their eye on him, you know, yeah. uh, maybe they should have their eye on this guy, quote unquote, hunky, uh, as the article says, hunky travel blogger, Dan Swigart. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Infatuated with a twenty-three-year-old, uh, which you know, allegedly, it's not anything to. to it's fine. You, Did know, you look maybe... at the picture of her. She ain't twenty-three. Well, here's the deal. Uh, she looks and talks like she's eight. She, she is, is uh, Shauna Ray. She's a reality star. She has a stunted growth uh, disability. She's three foot ten and fifty pounds. And this guy, Dan Swigart, is railing her. Listen, <laughs> Hunky has probably been holding back these feelings for a while, and then he's found this girl, and he's like, I've hit the jackpot. I can have my cake and eat it, too. You have to imagine. You can't. This was in the article, too, like people that were outraged by it. And I, it's hard for me to get around it. So he reached out to her. She was a reality star or something. She was on TV. And he reached out to her, <laughs> and they met up. Like you can't sexually be attracted to someone like that without also being attracted to other eight-year-old girls. Like did you meet her at Epstein Island? (laughs) Was it a match made in heaven in Epstein Island? No, 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 nothing. I don't want to go down there, right? Talk about being watched. We're not. I'm going to beep that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This is. This is. Yeah, I forgot I wrote this. This is why pre-crime is very is coming because this guy, this guy's got to get on a list if he's not already. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's been eight-year-old girls that he's definitely done some diddling with. Probably his today. his search engine is suspect. His search yeah. history is, is suspect. <laughs> now I this mean... poor this poor Shauna Ray does deserve love. Does she just have to continue cycling through eight-year-old dipshit boys? Like, I th- listen, she could go to like a twelve-year-old boy. I, listen, I'm sure that they have a lot to offer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe a sixteen-year-old get it. You know, he's got his license. What the hell does she have? Benjamin Button disease or something like that? I think that. Well, Benjamin Button was a fictional movie, right? So. That's real. <laughs> it was a true story. This has been Simplest Minds of the Week. And this has been the Simplest Minds Sports Show. Friday Rewind, January 27th. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Where? Back to the future! <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> hey. Richard, how are you? This is very early. We're a little early, my... are we? No, I didn't even finish my pretzels. I'm sorry. It's okay. Eat away. Fill her up. Fuel up that fupa. I'm gonna mute it while I chew because I am a loud shooter when I'm uh, drinking. That's, that's probably my biggest pet peeve. People that don't know how to chew civilly with civility, civilly. It's not a word. Not like a cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Huh? Like a goddamn horse. Just <laughs> hey, like Giselle. <laughs> Jumping away. Those people annoy me. Giselle's been trying, my... oh, go trying ahead. real hard on the uh, on the social media game to everybody know she's okay. I would even fucking check on her. I put if there's hay out there, you know she's fine. Go by the bay, eat some hay. What do you say? You're my name's hay. Ray. There's not as many things that rhyme with bottom of the totem pole of dumb as rhyme with bum. Bum. Yeah. You are. Cum. Cum. (laughs) Dumb. Oh. Dumb's the same word. (laughs) Put the kids down, all right? Yeah. What do you get? The uh, pretzel sticks? Is that what you're doing? Hell yeah. The old rods, the golden rods. You know what I can do? I can just grab a handful, bring them down in the basement, stick them right on the table here, and just. It's like Tuesday at Irene's, just grabbing handfuls. <laughs> just grabbing handfuls of golden rods. <laughs> so much to choose from there, too, probably for. That's not shirtless. No. Yeah. It's, it's worse. It's a new Bengals jersey I see there, though. No, it's not new. I've had it for a while there, Bobby. Oh, God. Is that also a headband? No. Oh, I see. Okay. No, I need a haircut, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> I think we got under Ray's skin last week telling him that he was boring because uh, he is full <laughs> Christmas ailed up today. Bad day at work. You don't know what Ray you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's... Well, the thing well, with the Ray problem is... was he was watching TV, initially lying about it, but then later on revealed it. His entire life's a lie. The 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 thing with Ray is he's constantly holding back a a demon of just hate and fury. <laughs> it's been building for so 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 long. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. <laughs> so on the on the rare occasions he lets it he lets it come out. Um, none of it will be coherent or intelligent, but it will it'll it'll have some spice. Bob giggle. You'll giggle. And that's all oh, that yeah. matters. That's oh, all yeah, that matters yeah. to me. Oh yeah, there'll be some Szechuan going on. But <laughs> it'll uh, it make chuckle. sense. Yep. A little belly laugh, that's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of repeating he is words. So tuned up. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah, speaking of getting tuned up, what do you say we start the show? Kick this bitch off. Uh the Superman Sports Show. 